Welcome to the House of Hoosier podcast. I'm your host, AJ Guyton. I got a very special, uh, monumental, legendary guest with me, man. 1977, Indiana Mr. Basketball. 1970, McDonald's. 77, McDonald's All-American. NIT champion in 79. Gold medalist in 79. 80 Big Ten champion. 81 Big Ten champion. 81 national champion. MVP and Big Ten player of the year. 81 NCAA champion, the 20th all-time leading scorer for Indiana, sixth all-time leading rebounder. Man, you deserve an intro like that, man. That's a, that's a legendary resume. I got Ray Tolbert here with me, uh, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, AJ. I'm blessed, man. Thank you for inviting me out. It's, it's yeah. always a pleasure to... To talk to another IU legend as yourself, man. <laughs> no, man, it's a, it's exciting, man. I was reading that resume. I'm like, hey, we need them flowers <laughs> today, man. That that's impressive, and to be the man of God that you are, man, and to be giving back yes, like sir. you have been, that makes it even better uh, with the kind of resume that you have. You ought to be really commended for that, man. That's what we all about. Well, well, Andrew, I appreciate that, man. You know, to God be the glory. You know, mm-hmm. He's given me these abilities to. Uh, you know, in the past, like you said, those days were good. Yep. And um, now today, man, I'm taking what I have as a platform and adding that to my resume to win souls for Christ. You know, so that's what, it, that's what it is for me. And whatever I can do to help people in a spiritual way, in a spiritual aspect. And of course, you know, go back and reminisce a little bit and have fun about the mm-hmm. good old days, man. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. with, with the man, Bobby Knight, and all those, Isaiah, Mike Woodson, all those guys, I was yep. with them, and it's a blessing, man. So I appreciate the, the accolades and the, the flowers and all that, but mm-hmm. to be humble, man, I'm very grateful to be able to talk with you and share with the people out there, you know, in the Illinois, Indiana area. So yeah. Yeah. thank you. Thank you for the invite. Ain't no problem, man. You have uh, you got a story to tell, man. I, I wonder when that book, <laughs> when that book or that memoir coming out, man. Because you talk about Bob Knight, and we're gonna get into all of this. But you talk about Coach Knight, you talk about Mike Woody, you talk about Zeke, Randy Whitman, Landon Turner. I mean, yeah. I mean, the list goes on. And then your career in the NBA, where you're battling, chamber, or you're battling the Abdul Jabbar. You're battling like you have. Your own team, Kit Benson, our own former IU alum. You just so we gonna get to all that, but for those that generation of uh, fans and and followers out there who don't know you, don't know who Ray Tolbert is and what his impact was on Indiana basketball in the late seventies, early eighties. Man, let's start from the beginning, man, in Anderson, Indiana. Let's talk about what life was like growing up in <laughs> Anderson, Indiana, in uh, in the sixties and the seventies for you. Well, you know, growing up in Anderson, uh, Indiana, it's, it's like, it's, it's more of the west side of Anderson, a little neighborhood called Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of improv, a lot of poverty there. People working two and three jobs, like my mom and dad worked two and three jobs. And, you know, we got a chance to, well, for me, I went to Hazelwood Elementary School. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of teachers there that were pretty adamant about education, about, you know, futuristic things. And we had some other teachers, unfortunately, who really didn't care. They just wanted to get a paycheck. So I was involved with one of those teachers that just wanted to get a paycheck. I really mm-hmm. didn't learn a whole lot in the third grade. So fortunately, my dad moved us out to an area called Brentwood, you know, okay. a little bit more prestigious because he started working with General Motors, as oh. you know. Um, General Motors is a, um, well, it was there predominantly, factory, a city, factory town, hardworking town. 
And so I was very fortunate to, to get the accolades, to, to be able to practice, to be able to play. Coming up in Anderson, I got my first dunk when I was in the seventh grade, you know. Yeah. And people were like, who is this young, this little skinny kid with this big afro, you know, because I was six <laughs> right. feet tall, six feet tall in the sixth grade, man. People mistake me for a teacher and the principal. So mm -hmm. I felt pretty good about that, you know. Right. But uh, growing up and uh, went to Madison Heights, uh, junior high, mm -hmm. then eventually getting to Madison Heights High School, which is like one of our rivals is like Anderson High School and Anderson Highland, they are now all consolidated to one school. So, mm -hmm. okay. But back then, it, it, everything was very um, prominent back then, you know, with wow. a lot of factories, General Motors and Guide Lamp. A lot of people came from the South, like my mom and dad came from Dothan, Alabama. We moved mm -hmm. up here. Uh, well, I, I was actually born in Anderson because uh, my other brother was born in Alabama, but uh, that's why I always tell people, roll tide. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I see you all. So I'm an IU guy now, but um, I, it was very fortunate, AJ. I, I got a chance to play um, freshman basketball all the way up to, you know, of course, playing for Phil Buck, who used to be a, a, a player for, well, he's a player for IU back in the 50s and 60s, was named Phil Buck. He was my high school coach. Okay. And, uh, um, he went on to be with the Lord, but I tell you what, man, I, I got a chance to really play with some great guys. As you know, mm -hmm. um, Bobby Wilkinson was probably one of my mentors growing up, uh, mm -hmm. but we had some other famous people that went to Edison High School that ended up in some other places. Of course, you know, Stu Robinson, Winston yep. Morgan, the Madison Heights connection. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but for me personally, man, to be able to become Mr. Basketball in yeah. 1977 was an honor. Yeah, and I took I took my skills on to you know to down in Bloomington for yeah, four yeah. years for Mister Knight. Yeah. <laughs> you, you so let me ask you this before you get rolling there. Where when did you get introduced to the game of basketball? Uh, what what was that's, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, you know, ironically, man, my brother was a great athlete. He, okay, he's still alive, but back Shout then, him out was his name David David he, David Junior. David, David Tolbert okay. Junior. My my big brother. Mm -hmm. Um. He started out as a, as a football player, very, very athletic. He played baseball. And so I tried to shadow him, you know. But uh, unfortunately, he had to work because we had to make ends meet. So yeah. he gave up his career mm -hmm. to help me, to help our family, you know, survive. Yep. So I always give him credit for allowing me to hone my abilities and my skills because of his sacrifice. So, uh, but uh, my, first, my first time playing organized ball believe it or not, man, was probably the fifth grade. Wow. And I wasn't really that good. I was just tall, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, had, I had to learn the hard ropes, but the hard knocks playing on, on the, the, the courts, the um, Wilson's Boys Club, Southwest Boys Club, uh, 10th Street Boys Club. And I was a real I, I was a real go-getter as far as trying to learn, but I had to learn the hard way because right. I, I was really naive. But mm -hmm. I was I, I wasn't that sharp at first. But once I figured out how to play this game, right I, after I got beat up by a lot of guys who were much better than me, I got <laughs> tired of getting getting bullied. So right, right. I got stronger. <laughs> I started yeah. lifting weights, man. I got stronger, and when I finally got my first dunk, like I said, in seventh grade, and I started uh, excelling in that, I felt like I was unstoppable, man. Because right. I could, no. you know, I was doing the things that. Glenn Robinson, big dog, was doing what Magic was doing. Right, you know, I yeah. could bring the ball up. I could dribble. I could shoot. I could pass. Mm -hmm. But when I got down to Bloomington, 
all that went away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I get it. Get in that system. I know, man. Get in that system, man. What, uh, in high school, so when did you hit, I always ask my brothers that over 6'6", you know, that growth spurt really changes the game for you. When did you hit yeah. yours, or were you just already bigger than the other kids? Yeah, I um, in, in in my school at Brentwood Elementary School, I was always taller than everybody. Okay. And seventh grade, uh, if I be, if I can remember, I was probably about six three in the seventh grade. And I hit that spurt my eighth and ninth grade. By the eighth and ninth grade, I was six five. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I became a senior in high school, I was always about six, nine and a half. You wow. know? So, wow. so my growth, I, I would say my growth spurt probably jumped from the eighth grade to the, to the 12th grade. Wow. Who, who do you credit for setting the foundation for your development? Like I, I, I tell people all the time, it, I didn't have a trainer. I know a lot of kids have trainers and stuff, all this right. stuff. All this. But when I was coming into uh, middle school, I just played every day. I played mm-hmm. all day, every day. And I watched videos of uh, Michael Jordan come fly with me and Isaiah Tom, all these dudes. And I just went and emulated what I saw on the videotape every day. And I'll just be, I'm curious to know, because you, like you said, you were extremely skilled. You had the Magic Johnson. Who, do you credit anybody for that? Or what was the development like for those skills? Man, you got some great questions, man. So yeah. uh, I'm going to try, try to condense it. What I, okay. what I looked up and, when I first saw Wilt Chamberlain play, and I saw Bill Russell play, mm-hmm. and of course Dr. J. I tried to style my game after all, and Kareem. I yeah. styled my game after them, but the hard knocks came on the playgrounds of Hollywood, right. uh, playing against guys like these names you may know, you may not, but the people from Anderson know. Yeah, uh, Roy Taylor, who was Mr. Basketball back in I believe '74, '73, '74. Okay, uh, from Anderson High School. Tony Marshall, we had Harry Stamp, my brother. He used to beat me up a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had a cousin who who, who rested so. Uh, his name is Jerry Puller. He's my okay. oldest cousin of our family. Uh-huh. He's like the matriarch, about six. Jerry's about six, was six four, uh-huh. 284 pounds. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the big heads. Well, our family got the big yep. heads. Big heads. The, the, the claws, you know. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, um, he, he, he really taught me a lot. I looked up to him, of course, my brother. And so, but I started styling my game uh, as far as learning the game from them, you know, how to shoot, how to dribble, how to pass. Mm-hmm. But as far as watching the guys on television, some of my, my idols, of course, Julius Irving, man. Right. Dr. J, Iceman, Gervin. Like I mentioned those names before, but Wilt Chamberlain was something special, man. Absolutely. People don't really give him his, his credit. They, they, they look at Michael Jordan, which not, not, not taking anything away from MJ. From no brother. Mm-hmm. If you could have his 50 points a game and 20, 25 rebounds a game for a whole season. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> Will Chamberlain was, the, was it, man. Of course, you know, Bill Russell won 11 championships. That's, yeah. that's unheard of. Right. But those, those are the guys that I kind of looked up uh, at, you know, tours and, and kind of gravitated towards. And then, of course, when I got to college, you know, I, I started looking at other players uh, right. and our peers. Mm-hmm, so definitely. I always looked, looked at Mike Woodson. Right, yeah. Of yep. course, you know, and I, I looked at Kent Benson, Bobby Wilkerson. Yeah. Definitely Bobby Wilkerson. You know, Bobby was the guy who who really put Anderson on the map. And he put, from for us, but from an Anderson perspective, an IU perspective, man, right. I followed Bobby all his career. Right, yeah. So, 
I used to play one on one with Bobby, man. Trying my best to beat him, bro. Yeah. Could not beat Bobby Wilkerson, man. <laughs> Could not beat Bobby. Hey, man, we and love so Bobby. It, 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 I had to wait till he got old to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got you now. I want to play today. I'm yeah, ready. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, great questions, man. So yeah, I, I kind of styled my game after them. So this yeah, is what, great this what we do, man. When when did you notice that you were beginning to separate? talent-wise from your peers because you know it's always that moment you're like man i'm nice i could do something <laughs> i could do something with this when was that moment well, for you <laughs> I, I think it probably came and uh, a quick story um when i was a sophomore in high school uh, phil buck didn't really believe in playing the younger players you know starting mm -hmm. in and put them out there uh like freshmen sophomores but my sophomore year I was coming off the bench and we were mm -hmm. playing number one ranked teams in Indiana, number two ranked teams, and we were beating them. And so I just had fun, man. I wasn't really worried about starting or coming off the bench. Thank I you. just wanted to be in the game when the yeah. game was important. You know, yep. you understand. Thank and you. So, and so what people need to understand is as long as I'm in the game when it counts, that's all that matters. Yeah. But here, here's the ironic story when I think I really felt like I was probably at that time, I was really ready to move up. One of our, our, our forwards, he's, he's, he's no longer with us either, uh, Kirk Marillion. I'm a good friend with his brother, Kyle Marillion. Kirk Marillion mm -hmm. went to the coach and said, Coach, you need to start Ray. Because even though he was a senior and I'm a sophomore, he, he realized how important it was to win. Right. And, and I was, of course, I was a killer in practice. Because what I did in practice, I did in the game, man. I tried to beat everybody at everything. Right. You weren't going to beat me in the sprint. You weren't going to beat me in the layup drills. Right. You know, whatever it took, man, I was going to be that that guy. And mm -hmm. I think that's when it hit me, man. When I was a sophomore in high school, I, I felt like I was that guy. Just ready. To do more things. And so I, I kind of carried that attitude. Uh, of course, with gratitude, but man, I was just the guy who just loved to play the game. And, Absolutely. And, uh, if, if I was out there playing against the best, I wasn't intimidated because when they saw me, they were intimidated of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, yep, yep. you know, 6'9", could jump out the gym, could mm -hmm. shoot, pass, dribble. You know, I was, I was averaging 25 points a game, and I was triple team every game. Right, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, and, and, and uh, unfortunately, my senior year, man, my junior year, we had an average height of 6'8". Yeah, Chris Falker. Jonathan yeah. Watson and myself, our, our front line was an average of six eight, and man, oh. we were beating everybody. But yeah, right. we had we had a couple of guards. If we had you on our team, right. we probably would have defeated. Absolutely. But, but, but we had some guys, man, who just didn't want to keep their nose clean. If you know what I mean. Yep. Yep. Hanging mm -hmm. out on the corners, man, not doing right. But uh, for yeah. me, growing up, you know, in church, you know, having a pastor, my mom, my dad were minister in ministry. Mm -hmm. That kind of kept me from it, it saved my life to be absolutely, honest. yeah, definitely. You know, awesome. you know, like you said, I know you're from Chicago, you know, I don't know if you grew up a Peoria, you know, Peoria grew up yeah. on the west side or yep. south side of Peoria, man. Yeah. Peoria ain't no joke either. Ain't no joke. <laughs> I try to tell them, man, don't let, don't let the smooth face fool you. It's, it's not, Come on, man. not this is what we do. So, I, I definitely right. uh, I understand everything you're saying, especially the part. Uh, it was really important that you said that uh, guys, uh, the, the upperclassmen came to the coach and said, man, we need to play him. That would never happen today because yeah, you know, absolutely. it's all about me, me, me. And that they're exactly. not 
trying to win the game or win the season or be successful, man, that I hope people take the message out of that and give it to the kids that, you know, to, hey, be selfless. When you see somebody that can help the team win, I don't care. Hey, bring them along. Hey, whoever, I don't care as a freshman, eighth grader, bring them along. We need them to help yeah. win. So uh, get- I, I always tell people, AJ, you know, you, you got to play like, you got to play like you in first and practice like you in second, man. Right. You know, that's, that's how you get better. I because, like that. I'm writing that down. Yeah, yeah. Play like you in first, practice like you in second. Yep. Because for me, you know, I, I, I tried to be, like I said, I tried to win at everything that I, I put my mind to. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I was a freshman at IU, you know, there was a couple of guys ahead of me. But, mm-hmm. man, I put the fear of God in them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> when I, if, if, if I'm going to come to IU, you know, I really didn't want to play center. I really mm-hmm. didn't, but I had no choice because I was the biggest guy on the team. Right, you know, yeah, I yeah. everything. I was quick. I could run. Mm-hmm. But when Landon Turner came my sophomore year, yeah. I said, yes, now I can <laughs> play the wing. You know, I can get out there and shoot my J's and yeah, stuff yeah, like Ken sure. Kitchell did. Right, yeah. And Landon, Landon did not want to play center, man. So Bobby yeah. Knight put me in the middle. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't keep you in the middle. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. About, uh, Talk about so I'm sure at six nine y'all averaging twenty five and thirteen you killing everybody your recruitment picked up. Well, did you have a, a rigorous recruiting process or did you kind of already know where you wanted to go? Well, you know it, it's funny. I mean, you got some good questions. Thank you for your homework. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I, I, I'll tell you what, AJ. What happened? Like my junior year in high school, I started getting a lot of letters. Okay. And. And, and, and this is a true story. It's, it's going to be in my book. Uh, my high school coach really didn't want me to, to look at any HBCU. Really? And, 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 uh, and here's a true story. I had a whole lot of letters from every uh, college in America. Uh-huh. I, I was one of the most highly sought after athletes during that time, even more so than Magic. Because Magic uh-huh. and I played on the same McDonald's All-American um, uh, high school game. Wow. But, but to, to make it honest with you, I had I had Illinois, uh, Illinois State on my mind, UCLA, Michigan State, Michigan. Um, I looked at uh, Tulane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I when I got to, when I got my letters from the HBCUs, I just want to keep them as 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 you know memorabilia, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one day my coach said, "Ray, go in my office and get my whistle." I left my whistle. So I went in his office, and he said, "It's in my right. It's in my left drawer at the top." I remember that like it was yesterday. Oh man! And when I, and when I went in there, AJ man, I looked looked in there. I saw some letters that said Ray Tolbert. Yeah. I looked in the trash can. There was a whole bunch of letters that had been opened that said Ray Tolbert. Really? Now I might be wrong, but when you get letters addressed to you, you're not supposed to open them. Don't are you? touch them. <laughs> Don't touch them. Yet alone throw them away. So me right. and my me and my high school coach had a fallout, man, for a Uh-oh. long time before we went to the. I got this picture where he and I took a picture. I'm over here. He's over there. I'm looking mm-hmm. at me. He's looking at me. I was mad, man. Right. <laughs> like, right. why, why did you throw my letters away? Those are my letters. Oh, and here's another thing, man. He called me Raymond Lee. My really? name is not Raymond. Right. My name, is, my name is Ray Lee. Right, yeah. When he told Bobby Knight that I don't like to call Raymond Lee, he started calling me oh, Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> right. And, and so now, and check this out, man. You play, you play with Chicago. Now, in the NBA register, they got me as Raymond Lee. And that ain't your name. That's crazy. 
<laughs> what they heard Bobby Knight say goes, right? Right, yep, yep. But but yeah, man, I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm trying, to, t- trying to convince it, but yeah, there's a whole lot to it, man. My, my yeah. story, talk about my book, I got a book coming out and everything. Uh, that's going to come out probably, it was supposed to come out this year, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to wait till next year. Awesome. Uh, but I, there's just some other things I want to add. You know how sometimes you start writing things? Absolutely. And you All of it starts popping in your head. Yeah, yeah. and it starts popping in your head. You want to yeah. go back you know, and, and kind of modify it. So that's what I'm working on right now. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, man. Great questions, man. What, <laughs> great questions. What? Who? Okay, so are you coming to picture? Because you named all these okay. colleges. You ain't say Indiana. So they finally. Uh, well, you, know finally what, I, you know that's what I went. You was waiting on them. You want me to tell you? Want me to tell the true story why I went to IU instead of Purdue? Yeah. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready okay. for that. Well, without mentioning a whole lot of names, but if you go mm-hmm. back and do your homework, you you gonna figure it out anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> When we when we played Kentucky, we you know we got the high school high school uh, all star game. You know I was Mr. Basketball in 1977, mm-hmm. and there was another player on our team who I thought and everybody else thought that he was going to be Mr. Basketball. Mm-hmm. And so and we I had man I would tell you honestly man I had went to all the Purdue camps, I went to all of their events. Uh, good friends of mine even to this day are Walter Jordan who mm-hmm. played for Purdue, uh, and Frank Kendrick who was a Purdue player. He was a coach. Mm-hmm. The coach at the time was Fred Schaus, uh, Roger Blaylock, and there's a, another assistant coach by the name of uh, George Faber, mm-hmm. who now owns B. Wendell. Have you okay. ever heard of B. Wendell? No, okay. A lot of these guys are doing real well, okay? Right. And so, and uh, I was going to go to Purdue, and I went to an IU-Purdue game. That's when Joe Brady Carroll was going off on Kent Business. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So yep. I was getting ready to sign with Purdue, brother. No lie. And, but they made the mistake of signing this other guy who and I never got along, man. We Ooh. never got along in the All-Star games. We lost both games. He didn't play up to his potential. Yeah. I believe he just really sabotaged the game because he was in spite of but not becoming Mr. Basketball. I said, right. man, I didn't vote for myself. It wasn't me. Right. And then he, he started calling me everything about my name. So yeah. he got on that. He, he got on my hood side. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and I told him. I said, well, I guess that's why they voted me Mr. Basketball and you didn't. Oh, yeah. why did I say that? Oh, I know that. <laughs> so so we, was about to, we was about to go after it, man. You don't know me, man. I'm from the west side of Anderson, brother. I, I'll show you some stuff. You might right, be yeah. from another <laughs> region, but I'm from a region too. Absolutely. But, so I figured, well, since they signed this guy first, mm-hmm. I got to go back at him and go down south to get back at him for four years. And that's, that's why you ended up at That's why Indiana that's started. Why looking- I ended up at IU. Wow. What, who recruited you from IU and what was your first conversation? Well, with Coach Did you know, uh, know about much about Coach Knight and his his uh, antics and mentality back then or had it not even uh, festered it, you? It, it, really, it really didn't register. I really mm-hmm. didn't know a lot about uh, Coach Knight at the time, mm-hmm. but I knew, you know, he, he won with Bobby yeah. Wilkerson. Yeah, so we that sure that was probably a given. Yeah. But, but Bobby used to tell me some stories about Coach Knight and his practices, man. Right. <laughs> he, he said, man, I, I can't tell you what to do. I can't make you, you know, whatever you want to do, it's on you. I said, well, I figured if Bobby can do it, I can do it. But, right, but he yeah. told me some things, man, and I really didn't understand what he really meant. Of course. Of course. I know. When I, when I got down there, AJ, <laughs> man, he, he, he probably wasn't as mean with as, you guys as, as he that, was with us. Absolutely. Because I heard that same thing with when Wayne Rafford 
and the other guys who came before me uh, was tell, uh, Joby Wright. Um, who else was it? Um, Steve Downing yep, was telling yeah. me. Yeah, oh, man, Bobby was a, he was he just came fresh out of army, you know, <laughs> coaching there, and he he had he had discipline on his mind. He was jealous. They called <laughs> him the criminal for a reason. <laughs> and man, when I got done that doing that first practice, you might remember this. Mm-hmm. Every time he comes through them curtains, and we have closed practices. Yep. he would say zigzag. Yep, zigzag, zigzag. Oh, we did, we did defensive slides, defensive stance, man. This is no lie for at least twenty minutes. Right, easy. Like this ain't basketball. He didn't but change that. Didn't realize, boy, <laughs> but what I what I didn't realize was, man, he made us better defensive players. But even without he touching the basketball, we had defensive drills for twenty minutes, man. Right, yep. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your what was your first what was your first conversation with him like? Oh, when he came and recruited me, yeah. yeah. Um, when um, I believe, oh, here, here's another story. We was playing at the Wigwam, Anderson, Anderson, Indiana. It's the second largest gym, mm-hmm. in, in the second largest high school gym in America. Right. Oh, wow. The largest high school gym is called Newcastle, which is in Indiana. That's where Kent Benson played. Okay. And the second largest gym was the Anderson Indians, Anderson Wigwam, that held like 9,500. Right. The Chrysler Arena in Newcastle held like 10,000 plus. And so we were playing our, one of our rivals, Highland High School. They had Rick Lance on that team, who was mm-hmm. also on my all-star team in 77. Okay. And so we became pretty cool, you know. But uh, I, I had just given them 44 points, and the coach took me out with like four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I'm mm-hmm. like, Coach, don't take me out because right, I yeah. didn't know how many points I had, right? I was just balling, man. No, you felt good. I could have had, had 50 or 60, you know. Right, you felt good. <laughs> yeah, and so, and so after the game, man, you know, I'm in the shower, you know, singing and everything. And uh, and somebody had said Coach Knight was on the other end because Fred Shouts had came in before Coach Knight. And I talked to Fred Shouts and Roger Blaylock. They said, Ray, good game. We can't wait to sign you. I said, yeah, thanks, Coach. I'll see you guys later. Huh. And then somebody said, hey, man, Coach Knight's back here. I said, Coach Knight? And he said, somebody's back there trying to sing, but can't sing. I'm like, oh, this guy, he's a, he's a funny guy, right? <laughs> so he come in the locker room, man. And this is what he said, AJ, no lie. He says, Tolbert, you're going to IU, and we're going to win a championship. Mm. I'll see you later. Turns out, walked out the, walked out the locker room. Wow. I looked at my, my team and said, that dude is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> True story, man. Right. And so I, I said, well, I, I doubt if I'll be going down here. But, it, <laughs> right. but, but it's just amazing, man. He put those words in, he put, he put them words in the back of my brain, man. Mm-hmm. I ended up going to IU. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, guess he, I guess he knew something I didn't do. I was not going to go to IU, brother, because I heard, <laughs> like I said, I heard the rumors through right. Bobby Knight, about uh, yeah. Bobby Knight through Bobby Wilkerson. Right. And so, but what I said, well, man, there was about six or seven times I was going to quit. Uh-huh. I promise you, I was going right. to quit. Everybody has that, that, that time where they say, don't talk about that years. yet. That's coming up. Yeah, okay. I won't, I won't, I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> no, you know, I had to ask that question. That is, that is a must ask question. So, okay. <laughs> so you decided to go to IU, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but 
but with all that being said, what was the, you know, obviously you already said the ultimate deciding factor was, you know, you knew you would, you knew you would win. You knew you would compete for a temp championship and that's what got you. Right. So at right. the end of the day, that's why we all try to go there. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Beth Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for our first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play to turn your money into cash money. With their new rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With football season kicking off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, I got this segment called a Hoosier 10, man. I'm going to ask you 10 questions that only okay. a basketball player could answer. Um, okay. First question, what dorm or apartment did you stay in as a freshman? At, at the time, it was called McNutt. I was at McNutt. still there. <laughs> it's still my, there. McNutt at my freshman year, and then later on, I think the second semester, the coach night moves us all out to uh, GRC, which would be Ashton. Oh, okay. It's called GRC, but yeah. now it's called Ashton Center. Oh, I don't know what it's called now. All right, right. And then after that, we moved out to the Fountain Park apartment. On okay. 10th, uh, 7th, was it 17th Street or 10th, 17th Street? Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Who were your roommates throughout your four years? Oh, unfortunately, man, my first year, I tried to get them to give me a single. I didn't <laughs> want to room with nobody because I'm different, man. I like right, myself yeah. neat, organized. <laughs> I don't want nobody coming sneaking in my room, taking my food. But, right. but Tommy Baker, Tommy mm. Baker was my first roommate. Okay. It, it was either him or Steve Risley. Steve Risley was a slob, but he's a good guy. He was a slob. <laughs> and and I, I had room with him uh, doing one of the All-Star games uh, when we played Kentucky down at uh, Freedom Hall. Mm. I said, no, I can't room with this cat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Okay. So I was with Tommy Baker. That was, that was my freshman year. And mm-hmm. after that, man, I, I, I was in singles. I, okay. I, I stayed by myself. Hey, you was like that guy. I forgot the guy, name of the guy from Texas Western on the movie Glory Road. Was the big thing. <laughs> he was key. He had to have his room to himself. He was kicking the dude out. That was you. Then. <laughs> Got the Cadillac in the briefcase. And I remember. <laughs> uh, what were your top eating spots when you were a player? Oh man, yeah, yeah, you're right. You, you remember Bruce's Cafe? No, Bruce's? he must have been gone. I was there. Yeah. Oh man, there was a guy named Bruce, his wife, his son. I forget where it was exactly. Not not too far off campus. There's a place uh-huh. called Bruce Bruce's. Bruce's okay. Cafe, and they would always feed us. Man, they loved IU ball. Right. And we would go there and eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite spots. And then, of course, I, I used to like Domino's Pizza. Oh, yeah, we had pizza. I had to have that. Mm-hmm. And where else would I like to go? Uh, of course, I, I guess at the time, I don't know if KFC was there or not. Yeah. Man, we, was, we, we talked about 78, 79. Yeah, I we, know, yeah. We a whole lot at Bloomington back then, man. But now <laughs> you go back to campus, oh, man, it's a whole new world down there. I said, oh, I should have been more 30 years later. <laughs> anything you need, man. All right. What was your most memorable individual game at IU where you just felt like this my night? I'm getting off. I'm oh, killing. You mean at in Bloomington? No, no, just oh. at, in, in an Indiana jersey. Well, 
One of my one of my one of my best games as a collegian was against Maryland, the first game we played in our '81 championship run. Okay, I, I had um, I think I had 26 points, about I don't know nine ten rebounds. Uh-huh. I had about five five vicious dunks. Vicious, look at it. <laughs> and we were playing we were playing against uh, Albert King, Buck Williams. Charles Pittman and Ernest Graham, and those guys, all, all those guys went pro. Uh-huh. And we beat them like something like 92 to 60 something. You know? Wow. Or 99, it was 99 to 60 something. Man, we beat them chess so bad. They, they had us up eight to nothing. And Coach Knight never believed in calling the first time out. Right, yeah. And so he looked at me, he looked at Isaiah, he looked at Landon, looked at Kitchell and Whitman. He said, okay, we're going to run. And <laughs> we were like, Really? Yeah, right. We've been trying to do that all season. <laughs> man, when, 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 he, when, he, when he released the house, yeah. man, we went crazy. We're and crazy. we didn't lose another game. Of hey, course, you know, we okay. the Obviously, yeah. Hey, that's a dope story, man. What, what player did you have the most competitive battles with in the big team? Uh, probably Landon Turner. Yeah? As far as, uh, in practice, man. Exactly. Landon was a beast, man. What, yeah. What about opponents? Opponents, I would probably have to say Kevin McHale, Herb Williams, Clark Kellogg. Uh, as far as in my position, yeah, uh, I, I would say Joe Barry Carroll was tough. I had to play. I played out of position for four years. I had to play against Joe Barry Carroll. I had to play against uh, Sam Bowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who else was pretty tough. We had a hard time. Uh, man. One guy named was Craig Shelton, called him Big Sky from Georgetown. Okay. <laughs> man, he was like nine for nine, ten for ten. He had a perfect game. He didn't miss a shot, man. He was a lefty. He, he didn't look like he was a whole lot, but man, that cat was unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, lefty, hard to guard. Mm-hmm. And, he, and you just, you turned your back, man, he was gone. <laughs> It'd be players but, uh, like so that. I, yeah, yeah. So I think Kevin McHale, Michael Thompson from Minnesota, mm-hmm. Eddie Johnson uh, from Illinois. Right. Uh, man, I mean, there's so many of them, man. Ohio State was tough. Illinois was tough. Back in the big team when we played, yeah. everybody had ballers, man. Everybody had ball everybody. players. Even Northwestern and Wisconsin had good players. Yeah, everybody did. Dang, but, man. But I would say one of the toughest guys I had to play against, I would have to say, was Kevin McHale, Joe Barry Carroll. Mm. Um, let me see. Just, just, just tough, man. I mean, in my position, right? Yeah. That I can remember. And Herb Williams. Herb was a Herb was a beast, man. Herb right. was tough. So basically, you're just saying it was loaded, and every night you had no nights off, basically. And especially where where the cream and crimson, man. Everybody was bringing their A game, oh, bro. Yeah, they you know coming, go. Yeah, right? <laughs> coming at you, man. So you had to be ready. But yeah, it, it, it didn't bother me because I was fine. I, I had that motor, man. Yeah, I was gonna bring yeah. it every time. You know time. that. What teammate do you miss playing with the most at IU? Landon Turner. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Landon Turner was probably would be number one. Uh, I would have to say Mike Woodson, mm-hmm. number two, and yeah. then Isaiah Thomas. Because okay. Mike and I played together for three years, and Isaiah and I two years. So I really I really enjoyed playing with Mike Woodson and Landon Turner and, and Isaiah Thomas, those three guys. Those were my, my, my buddies, you know. This, this next question I can probably answer myself since hearing your story about the, the guy that went to Purdue. How many times did you win at Purdue? 
That is a great question. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I did not win at Purdue, man. I never won at Purdue, That's but they shocking. never beat me at IU. Yeah. I was over I was over four in Mackey, and I was four for four. And, and yeah, in Bloomington. Hey, I'll take that. That's love. Because with that story you told earlier, I'm feeling like you had some 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 outstanding games at Purdue. I did, but we didn't win. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did, no but doubt. we never won, man. Both, no but no cigar. Yeah. All good, all good. What was your most memorable Bob Knight moment as a player? Ah, oh man, I don't know. There's about 25 of them. Oh, Some of them wasn't good, man. <laughs> I'm not even going to cross that line, but right. I, I, will, I will say this. Uh, let me see. I, I don't think I've ever got a real compliment until after I graduated. Hey, here. Hey, here. hey, hey, I got one compliment. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know. It, it was strange, AJ, because, man, like, the first time I came, you know, all of us, all the players come back and say hello and say, thank yeah. you, come talk to the, the, the the, the kids that are playing at that time after you yeah. graduate. Right. And I went to his office, knocked on his door because I had, you know, called in and everything. And said, Coach, I'm going to come talk with you and everything. And, man, when I walked into the office, it was almost like it was a whole different person. Oh, <laughs> he, he treated me like a real person. I'm like, right, yeah, for real. Like, like, Coach, <laughs> he goes, Ray, how you doing? Have a seat. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, man, this man yeah. is – he he must have put on he must have put on the act for four years that I didn't know this man was really like really cool like this. Right, I did exactly. not know that, man. <laughs> right. I thought I was I was I thought I was in the twilight zone, bro. <laughs> I can imagine. I know that feeling, man. Yeah. I know yeah, that but feeling. There was some good and some bad, yes. man. You know. Um uh, I, I think uh it, if I had to say anything positive, I remember he had made a compliment. He says, I think that the hardest, the, the best player, he I, I don't know what was in his book he wrote or somewhere he said, one of the best players I ever had, had the pleasure of coaching was Ray Tolbert. I oh, never wow. heard that, but somebody told me that. I'm like, really? Because, man, I, I, I took a lot, man. I gave yeah. up a whole lot, bro. Absolutely. I sacrificed my game mm -hmm. for, you know, Woody, for Isaiah, for Landon, mm -hmm. Whitman, Kitchell. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I basically gave up my scoring ability to play defense, to block shots and rebound. Mm -hmm. And it kind of it kind of deterred me as far as my ranking right, in the yeah. draft. You know? Absolutely, yeah. But overall, man, I'm just glad I had a chance to be a part of it. You know, Absolutely. so looking back on it, would I change some things? I probably would have, yeah. but I would have never changed the love for the game, if you know right. what I mean. No doubt. Over the years, you, you seem to keep up with Indiana basketball, right? So uh, somewhat, I mean, I like Race and Trace. I, mm -hmm. I like those two guys. Uh, well, of course, now that Woody's down there, right, 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 I'm trying to catch up on, you know, get a get up on catch up on things. But yeah. um, as far as me looking at the team, I saw them play Syracuse. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of went back to my old my my old mentality. I'm saying, why don't you guys get the ball to? Trace more, and why don't he go right more? Why don't you yeah. make free throws? Hey, you, you be with the free throws, man. You got a whole segment on that. You be speeding, man. Let me. I, I, what I was gonna ask <laughs> you got a whole. You know, I'm gonna ask you that. But, I, I don't know how much time you got on your podcast, man. I apologize. It's unlimited. I ain't gonna take all your time, but I'm gonna take a lot okay, of. Okay, cool, cool. Right, I'm good, I'm man. A lot of I'm it, good. though. But, 
I'm asking that question because over the years, you know, the, the, it changed, the game changed, everything changed. I just want you to yeah. name your top five players that you enjoy watching the most over the years since you graduated at IU. Okay. Uh, well, you won. <laughs> I enjoy watching you play. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alan Henderson. I like Calvert that. Chaney. Yeah. Calvert Chaney. Fun to watch. Uh, let's see, that's three, two more. Um, I guess you could say Steve Offord. Steve Offord, yep. And uh, I like watching Damon Bailey play, too. I like those guys, man. Yeah. They, they were pretty solid. Yep. But as far as uh, really making an impact, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think I go back to Allen Henderson and uh, Jared Jeffries. And, yeah, I, like, uh, I love them. I love both of them, Allen and Jared. Yeah. And, and – uh, Sean May was a good player. I like those guys. Got that uh, Sean went to North Carolina, so you think it's somebody else? Well, yeah. I mean, we. You know what? You're right. Yeah, he no, went to, I mean, I like Sean May when he was in high school. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah, but you're <laughs> right. But 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 yeah, uh, I stand corrected on that. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Jared Jeffries. Yeah. Um, there's another kid, man. Uh, I like I like uh, Mo Creek before he got hurt. Before he got Mo, <laughs> I like Mo Creek, man, yeah, but he yeah. just couldn't keep the knees good. You know, he, he get kill you. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't stop injury. That's good stuff, man. What yeah. was it? Was it uh, Vernell Jones? Vernell uh, Jones, yeah. And then there's a lot of guys. Well, there's a whole bunch of them. That's why it's a loaded yeah. question. You know what I mean? It's a yeah, lot. Yeah, of, yeah. You know that to cool these man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, you know, Victor Oladipo, right? Yep, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cody Zeller. I mean, all those guys, man. Awesome, real, real great players. Awesome. And the final question of the Hoosier 10, man, is and it's a, a tough question, so think about it. You had to okay. one person as the greatest Hoosier of all time. Who do, would that be besides yourself? Ah, uh, man, I appreciate that. Uh, <clears throat> well. Going back to when I saw the undefeated team, um, as far as it was the most impact, I think from that team would probably be Scott May. Right, yeah. Scott, Scott, under, Scott May was Sandusky, Ohio, bad yeah. boy. And of course, all those guys were good, but Scott, Bobby, yeah. uh, and Quinn were, yeah. were the catalyst, the big Absolutely. three. Yep. Um, um, as far as, I guess, the guys that I played with, but the guys that I've seen as my top 10, top five, top one, uh-huh. had to be Isaiah Thomas, man. Okay. All right. Zeke, Zeke was, <laughs> Zeke was the real deal. Yeah. Of course, Zeke, Landon, Mike Woodson, Scott May, Quinn Buckner. Uh, I, I like Damon Bailey. Um, of course, Alfred was cool. Uh, um, Alan Henderson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Calvert Chaney was a was a was a monster too, man. I love watching Calvert play. So smooth, uh, so smooth. Man, it's it's it's, it's so many AJ man. It's nah, really nah. hard. It's just a loaded question, man. It's a lot of y'all greats, man. That just transcended <laughs> Indiana basketball. But that was the end of our Hoosier ten, man. But I want to talk to you about those individual players because one one thing I noticed, you know, you don't notice when I I didn't notice when I was playing, but as I got older and they talked about your team. And I was like, man, okay, Isaiah Thomas. They always talk about Isaiah. Uh, he was the catalyst. But when you look at the roster, it's like pro after pro after pro. This wasn't no 
scrub team. Like it's almost like y'all underachieved coming on and losing nine games, still winning the right. big ten. But what? But I want to rewind just one more year because you talked about Mike Woodson. You talk mm-hmm. about that team that won a Big Ten title eventually in '80. What was mm-hmm. a, a basketball player Mike Woodson like? And did you see him being the impact star that he became uh, when you when he walked in there? Or did uh, I'm not sure what your gap is when you guys came in. When did he come in versus when did you come? Uh, well, yeah, I, I came in in '78. Woody was there in '77. Okay. 77, 78. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he was one year ahead of you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. So when you he got there, Brad Ripple, uh-huh. was, was you like, dang, or did you just see it develop over time? It, it developed, man. Because when I seen Woody, man, he was so frail, man. Skinny. Uh huh. Yeah. Didn't, didn't seem like he could do anything. Uh-huh. But, man, he had, he had one smooth jump shot, man. He could bank the ball from anywhere, shoot from anywhere. Uh, he, he wasn't a great defender because he always relied on me to help him out. Which oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I would have used that too. <laughs> Go sit <Yeah>. in <laughs> But yeah, but Woody, Woody was very deceptive, man. Woody was uh, a smooth operator. You know, he had back surgery. He would come in the locker room before the game, practices, ice up mm. after the game, ice up. I'm like, this cat ain't gonna make it. Right. But when he when he when he had his operation on his back. And he mm-hmm. came back a little earlier than what he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we went on a little run, you know, my, uh, my junior year. You know, we in, ended up playing against uh, Purdue in uh, the semifinals uh, down in Lexington. They beat us. And they, mm-hmm. they went on to the – in 1980, they went to the Final Four. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Woody, man, Woody was probably an impact player that, that really surprised me. You know, I saw him develop and get better. Mm-hmm. And so – he worked hard, so I, I I emulated myself my work ethic after him okay. because I saw how hard he worked. Even though I had more abilities and more talent as far as athletically, mm-hmm. but Woody was just a hard worker, man. You know, hard work beats talent every time. Yeah, definitely. Know? And so um, I looked at him, and um, there was a, a couple other guys on our team, but nobody had the impact like Mike Wilson did. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say that much. And then, of course, after he left, and then I kind of took that role. Uh, right. Glenn Growall and myself took that yep. role. Mm-hmm. And then when Isaiah came, you know, Knight kind of gave him the range because, you know, he was a wizard with the basketball, man. Right. He made, he made life easier. So yeah. I would say, you know, Mike Woodson, then Isaiah. Of course, Landon was right there. i tell you what, man, that year, that my senior year, when we lost those nine games, mm-hmm. once Landon got his act together, yeah. We never lost another game. Man. It was over. Yes, sir. <laughs> over. Hey. And I've been trying to get Landon to play his uh, from his freshman year to his junior year. Mm. He finally, uh, that light bulb finally went off, man, his junior year. And then, of course, he got hurt. And mm-hmm. It shocked everybody, you know. But I think Landon definitely would have been the number one draft pick his senior year. No question about it. That's awesome. And so you kind of talked about it earlier, and I want to go back to that. It's like, okay, there's a huge um, adjustment period for a lot of players who come to Indiana and play for Bob Knight. You know, it's almost like <laughs> you feel as if he's reining you in and he's keeping you from really exploding. But it's for the team, the betterment of the team and winning, but it's not necessarily best for you individually for you to go make money to feed your family. So tell right. me about that adjusting to – Coach Knight style, how you handle it and talk about those times where you was going to chuck up the deuces 
and get up out of Bloomington. I know it happened. It happened to all well, of them. <laughs> uh, when, when Magic was at Michigan State, because I was going to go there too, but they had all those positions were full. You know, Greg Kelser, Sam Vincent, Jay Vincent, mm-hmm. Ron Charles, all those guys. So, um, you know, of course, my, my choice was Purdue. Then again, you know that story, so I went to IU. Mm-hmm. But uh, when every time – I don't know, man, it could be just me. I don't know. But every time we played Michigan State, uh, uh, like a, a couple of days before, Knight would put me in this doghouse for whatever reason yeah, to yeah. keep me honed in or whatever because he figured he must have got wind that I was going to try to go hardship yeah. and get up out of there, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so my freshman year – and believe it or not, I started every game in my career except for four. Yeah. Uh, and those four games came against Michigan State. Right. Oh, wow. Uh, Michigan State, he would not uh, – he was he was dogging me out. Yeah. Every practice, we played Michigan State. Uh, the, the year, the 79, when they won the whole thing, they beat us three times that year. Mm. I've never gotten beat by, by the same team three times in a row. Right. In my sophomore year. <laughs> They beat. We never beat Michigan State until my junior year, man. Oh wow! Okay. Because Greg Kelser and yep. uh, Magic Johnson was was they were on a roll. Yeah, on a <laughs> I'm roll, telling man. you, definitely. You saw you saw the impact Magic had in the NBA. Okay? Absolutely. And and Greg Kelser, ironically, Greg Kelser and I were teammates in Seattle, and and Magic and I were of course teammates in LA. Mm-hmm. So I got a chance to really talk to them about a lot of things. And I told them about my stories and everything. They said. And Greg Kelsey wants to say, he goes, Tober, mm-hmm. what made you go to IU? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I said, I said, man, it's a long story. But right. anyway, um, I, I really believe that uh, uh, I was going to say deuces probably my, uh, after my freshman year, mm-hmm. I had called my mom, called my dad. I said, look, mom, I said, I, I, I got to go somewhere else. But see, I, honestly, AJ, I was scared, man, because Knight had this reputation of when a guy quit, he would send them to Timbuktu and Siberia. Right, <laughs> you know? right exactly. And he he wouldn't he wouldn't give us blessings, man. So I really I, I kind of stayed because I was afraid that he would do something dra- drastic like that or, or put a bad name on me. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing too, because of the Indiana All I'm going back because of the Indiana All Stars, people thought I was the problem with that team for not winning. Mm-hmm. But there was another guy who had the problem. And I don't know if you remember this, this referee named Charlie Fowdy, who was a Big Ten ref. Uh-huh. Everybody knew him. He had made a bet with IU, with, with, with Coach Knight, that I wouldn't last four years at IU. Really? So you, you, you know what happened to that story. But Absolutely. anyway, <laughs> because see, when, when, people, when people put a stigma on you, man, when people assume that you're somebody that you're not, yeah. and you have to just prove your character to everybody, yeah. Man, I got along with everybody, but wow. I wasn't afraid of nobody. Right. right? Yep. And so um, what? my freshman year, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I said, I'm gone. I'm out of here. And she, told, and she told me this, man, for four years, she told me this. She says, Ray, you made that choice, so stick with it. Right. And she said yep. this. She said, she said, if you can make it, you can take it. Right. Yeah. And that, and that kept me at IU, man. My mom kept me at IU. She says, awesome. don't quit because you, you're not a quitter and you haven't quit on nobody. Right. And there's only probably one time in my life where I quit, man. I was overseas and I, mm-hmm. I, I walked away from a contract, man, because yeah. the coach wasn't right. The players wasn't uh, right. People uh, were treating me bad. 
Yeah. I, I love the people there. I love the, the, the food. But, brother, I walked away from a contract that I should have kept. Not that I look back on it, but I walked <laughs> away, man, because my, my, my character and my integrity was more important than the dollar bill, bro. Exactly. Your peace of mind. Yeah. Like I've yeah. I've walked away from European trap uh contracts as well. I mean, it, it, people on, understand man. what you get treated like and how difficult it is to play European basketball. Yeah, and especially 20, 15 years back and further, 10 years back mm -hmm. and further, man. So I completely understand that. But I'll tell you every player I talk to, I've had 30 of them, four, 35 of them on the show. And we all had that moment where we was like, mm -hmm. man, you know what? I think it might the grass might be green on the other side. <laughs> For some reason, Coach Knight has that that stigma to him, man. You like, you know what? Yeah. I might yeah. want to just stay. Like at least I'm at least I'm yeah. a graduate at the end of the day. Right. Um, there you but, go. Man, let me ask you this. So you won a Big Ten, you won a Pan Am Gold in 79, Big mm -hmm. Ten um, uh, titles in 80-81. Which mm -hmm. team, looking back on it, was the more talented team? Your 81, 80 championship team or your 81 championship team? Uh, I think we had more talent on the 80 team. Yeah. Uh -huh. But unfortunately, we had a lot of injuries. Right, okay. But our 81 team, probably, we, we had more mature players, uh, more, more players who played, the, played their roles better in 81. But I think that 80 team was more talented. Right, okay. Because we had uh, Mike Woodson, myself, Landon, Isaiah, Butch Carter, Jim Thomas, uh, Tony Brown, Randy Whitman, Ted Kitchell, Steve Bushy, uh, Steve Risley, uh, Glenn Grunwald. So we yeah. had we had a real good team in '80. We should have won it all. Yeah, in for 80. sure. My God, Lee, yeah. but we almost had Woody too much hurt. talent. <laughs> when Woody got hurt, but we won. We won the NIT in '79 with pretty okay. much that same squad. Uh -huh. but that next year, man, we knew where we were going to go places, right? But then. Yeah. We had those injuries with Whitman and uh, with uh, Woody, and so it kind of hurt us, man. It set us back. And so mm -hmm. we took we took that same energy from those devastating losses, those devastating times to mature. So mm -hmm. eighty one, we got we got by, man. Unfortunately, right. you know we we had the the second round was in Bloomington. <laughs> oh, oh dang! At home cooking like a mother. Yes, sir. <laughs> we played St. Joseph in Alabama, Birmingham, man. The rest was history, bro. Oh man! Hey, so we, we weren't gonna lose at home, man. <laughs> like that's that's a food for thought right there. Hey, so you guys, well, just listen to you talk in 1981. You guys mm -hmm. lost nine games, but just listening yeah. to you talk, you correct me if I'm wrong. It sounded like up to a certain point, you guys were kind of underachieving, really, because each of you had like a small little issue with the system or the way it was played and then somehow some way it clicked where where he finally was like all right go like is that yeah. fair to say yeah we, <laughs> we we were restricted man you know you, you remember this five passes or a layup yeah <laughs> right <laughs> you know and i'm thinking okay five passes i'm out there by the three-point line when it didn't have a three-point line there right, yeah. see the jump shot out there i could have but yeah, I yeah. under coach knight yeah right <laughs> so mm -hmm. he told me at one time in the finals man in the ncaa finals he said toby you take another jump shot you're gonna be watching us win this championship from the bench Damn. <laughs> Damn. and i'm thinking wow he would tell a senior that 
And, man, it messed up my whole last two games, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> First game I had 26, like I said, against Maryland. Second game I had like 19. Third game I had like 14. Third game I had like seven. And the last game I had like four. Right, dang. <laughs> so I, de- I declined instead of, instead of increasing, man. So wow. my stock my stock went down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he told me not to shoot, man. You're right. Wow. That's unbelievable. And, and we, you guys played against North Carolina in championship game? Yeah, you know we played them first earlier uh, mm-hmm. in in uh, Chapel Hill. I think they beat us by like what, fifteen or nine? I can't remember exactly what. These the nine or 15, 15 or nine, and we beat them in the championship mm-hmm. by like nine. I think they beat us by by nine there, and then we beat them by fifteen. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's how much. That's how. That's how far we've come. That's how far we've matured. Because man, I gave. I gave. I gave them like nineteen in Chapel Hill. You know? Okay. Mm. And then and then the second game where we played the championship game, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't hit the ocean, man. Mm, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It happens. You know? It happens definitely. Yeah. Especially when you're not getting a whole lot of shots like you did in high school. Like and, you... I, and I wasn't getting no touches, man. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't really get a feel. I, I'm setting screens, getting Isaiah open, getting Whitman open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they was keying on me because no, them cats didn't want me to get no dunk. I had some monster dunks on them yeah. in Chapel Hill, man. Yeah, they you weren't going to let that happen no more. Yeah. <laughs> you, you was Daryl Dawkins of the Midwest. That's what you were. Come on, man. Yeah, I tried <laughs> to break the rim every time. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, so you um, so you guys, talk about your experience playing with Isaiah. Like, okay, when he walked on campus and he played, you played open gym with him for the first time, did you know – 40 years later that this dude would be a league, you know, two-time NBA champion, MVP, all this stuff that just you thinking like him walking on campus back in 1979. Back in 1979, man, when I saw him, I'm thinking, who's this little, little stubby kid? You know, right, yeah. I didn't really, I really didn't know the, the legacy of Isaiah Thomas. I heard that he was a good player. Yeah. Like he, uh-huh. didn't go to, he didn't go to DePaul because they had, some other great players there at the time. Yeah, you know, right. Uh-huh. Our play was Mark Aguirre and uh, Skip Dillard and all them other cats, man, from DePaul. They had right. a squad. So right. Isaiah said, well, I better take my talents down to Bloomington. You're right. When, mm-hmm. he came, when I first saw him in open gym, man, quick dribble to Pat the Rock, to score anytime, had dimes. I mean, he was a little magic, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So I said, this kid might do some things. And then I really didn't. I really didn't really get a chance to see him shine until we played in the Pan Am game in '79. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And he had told me. He says he said he called, says Ray Ray, man, how how do you put up with Coach Knight? <laughs> <laughs> I just said Z, yeah. you just gotta you just gotta go let it go and one it out the other man because yeah. he's that's the type of player that he can get away with stuff because you know Isaiah Isaiah was way ahead of his time man. Yeah. Huh. So I, I really felt like. When he told me he was going to leave after his sophomore year, before we went to the championship run, he said, man, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. I said, well, bro, I don't blame you. I'm right. a senior. I'm already out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> said, my time is but, up. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but I, I, fig- I figured that he was going to give it his best shot in yeah. college to get, you know, to get, that, get that, uh, that ranking. And so when he went number two after McGuire, after Aguirre went one, and then Buck Williams went three, Albert King went five, and I went way down in 18. Right, yeah. 
But had I had a great last two games, I probably would have been top 10. But here's another true story for you, AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an all-star game at the Wigwam in Anderson, 9,300 pack. And uh, at that time, the coach was Paul Silas. Mm-hmm. Paul okay. Silas was a coach for the San Diego Clippers, which is now okay. the LA Clippers. Okay. And he said, he came to my all-star game. I think I scored like 56 points that game because I knew he was there. They said, man, Paul Silas is here. Man, I, I put on a show, bro. <laughs> I, I, did, I did everything that I knew I could do back in high school. And he said, man, I didn't know you could do all that. Mm. I said, well, you know, I played for Bobby Knight. He said, oh, right. man. He yeah. says, this is what he said, AJ. He says, we got the eighth pick of the first round. We're going, I, I'm going to tell everybody that we're going to pick you. I went around telling all my friends, my family, I'm going to go top 10. I'm going, I'm going to the San Diego Clippers. Uh-huh. Here's, the, here's, the, here's the killer. That year, the ownership changed, and, they, and Donald Sterling bought the team. Wow. Wow. And instead of them signing me, they signed Tom Chambers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dang. I, I imagine all the fun I could have had. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> in San yeah. Diego, one of the most beautiful yes, cities sir. in the country. Are you kidding? Yes, sir. Man. So you, but, you end up that's that's great. You end up getting drafted 18th, man. And um by the New Jersey Nets, man. By New Larry Jersey. Brown. Larry Brown. Larry Brown didn't like me at all, bro. Oh, really? No. Nah, oh. No. Nah. But uh, uh-huh. I, I was traded. I was traded like three months. I was traded on a road trip. Dang. I was traded on. A, it's in my book, but I, I'm gonna go ahead and tell it to you. I was traded Dang. on a road trip. We had played the Seattle. I'm sorry. We had played the Houston Rockets in Houston, and that next night the Seattle SuperSonics were playing the Houston Rockets in Houston. Right. And we got back on the bus to get ready to go back on the plane to go back to New Jersey. I had just purchased a a, a condo there. Mm-hmm. I was sharing it with Darwin Cook. And on the bus, man, he says, Ray, come here, kiddo. And I came up to the front of the bus. He says, listen, uh, you just been traded. We had to let you go. I think I was getting punked because I was a rookie, right? Right, yeah, yeah. I, I said, come on, coach, don't play with me like that, man. He says, no, I'm serious. You, you've been traded. Grab your bags and head on back into the arena. Uh, you've been traded to Seattle. Dang, just True like story, that. Man. And he said, he said these very words. He said, good luck, kiddo. Good luck, kiddo. How cutthroat was that, boy? Dang. Deep, deep cutthroat, bro. It hurt me to the court. I I, I looked at him, man. I didn't want to start crying right there because I was showing my manhood, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) I said, coach, I just just got with the team. I just bought a place in New Jersey. Man, how could you do this to me? He says, good luck, kiddo. And Darwin Cook said, don't worry about it, Ray. I'll take care of everything, man. Dang. To this day, man, Darren Cook and I are still connected on Facebook and stuff. I still yeah. tell him how much I appreciate him for helping me out during that time, man. That's yeah. all. That's a heck of a story, man. People don't understand. Yeah. Like once again, the business of basketball, and that's when basketball becomes good. Uh, has a little different outlook to it when you put business into it. It just changes everything, man. That's Change a heck of a story. I hope people listen. Yeah. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about. I okay. uh, got two more segments to talk to you about, and. You good. Um, uh, about Indiana's uh, trajectory over the last few years, man, with the coaching changes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, last, yeah. last year they began a, a search for a new coach, and uh, but I want to know what you thought prior to 
uh, Archie Miller's departure. What, what, what did you think had changed about Indiana basketball? Because I know former players, we have a, a very, very unique perspective, man, and, and people don't get it. That's why our, um, our cult is special. But as a former player, you won championships there. You, you were there when it was at its peak, and you just saw it slowly but surely just level out. Even when I was there, we didn't have the success that you guys had. You kept it afloat by winning and being competitive. But then when Coach Knight left, it was just kind of up and down, man. What did you see the change? What would you attribute the change in Indiana basketball to? I, I, I think it I think it started when when Neil Reed, uh, when uh, he Coach Knight got in trouble when he uh, yep. choked Neil Reed. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. And, and uh, I forget the name of the president at the time. Miles Brand. It was Brand. Yep. It wasn't McRobbie. It was Miles Brand. Mm-hmm. And I think they just had it in for Coach Knight, man. The, yep. the pressures came on. But I think it all started right then. Okay. But I, I, I felt like Mike Davis did a good job. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, some of the fans, the culture down in Bloomington, man, you already know how it goes. Hey, man. They said uh, – and I think, man, I, I could be wrong, but I think there was a lot of sabotage going on. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Like I said, even the NBA, man, it's, 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 it's a cutthroat business, man. Business. It's college, too. It's cutthroat, bro. Yep. And uh, and then after Mike Davis left, I guess, I don't know, it's just, uh, uh, was it Sanford? Uh, not Sanford. Kelvin Sanford. Sampson. Kelvin Sampson. I thought he did a good job, but you, you would think, he would have had enough sense not to be making phone calls when he wasn't supposed to be making no phone calls. Right. <laughs> he could have took that. He could have took that program and got it back on the map like it should have been. He's yeah. a great coach. I mean, he yeah. went down to Houston. He's doing good there. Absolutely. But, but when he left, I think I don't know who was next. Uh, was it Tom Cream? Yeah, I uh, think Cream was after him. Yeah. Dan Dawkins was there for a second. He, he t- Dan replaced him at the end of the year, and then as an they time, hired yeah. Cream that following summer. Yep. I, I thought Cream was a good recruiter uh, to me, but when it comes to X's and O's, I think mm-hmm. he had he he put too much emphasis on special this, special that. I mean, yeah, this, yeah. this is not football, man. This is right. basketball. Yeah, twelve players, you know. <laughs> yep. But I, I thought I thought he recruited some good players because I, I felt like like the time Victor Oladipo was going to be the next D Wayne Wade. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt that. And I went down there to the elite practice, elite camps and stuff. No, you was down there with me. Down there with you, yep. We took a picture with Dr. William Wiggins. With, uh, we sure one of my did. Best favorite professor, Professor Wiggins, man. Yeah, you got to share that, that picture with me. By the way, you don't have it? You still no, got it? I don't have it. No, I need that. I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll send it to you. Yep. But anyway, man, uh, so I felt like Tom Cream had a good thing going, but they just couldn't win the big one. You right, know Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's X's and O's. Sometimes, man, coaches are so used to a certain pattern, they can't think outside the box. You, you so, you're so programmed to do things. No, no matter how much emphasis another team will do a change, uh-huh. you can't change. I think that was his demise. Right. Yeah. So when uh, Archie came in, I, I wasn't, to me, honestly, man, personally, I, I mean, his brothers did well in Arizona, but I don't. Archie should have stayed at Dayton. Right. <laughs> I'm serious because, uh, you know, those leagues against the Big Ten is a whole different animal, bro. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, I don't think the kids really respected him like they should have. And yeah. uh, I don't know if he, he put the fear on him or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But I was glad that they finally hired somebody in-house. 
Right, yeah. Like uh-huh. Mike Woodson. Uh-huh. So uh, my, my only thing about right now with the Hoosiers right now is because they've been – I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I, I love Mike. I, I love IU. I love the program. But they're playing too many cream puffs, man. You got <laughs> to play some teams. Like Syracuse was a wake-up call, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, who else did they just lose to? Uh, uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin. They should have won that game. They should have won both those games. Right, yep. You got to make free throws and you got to protect the ball. Right, exactly. You played, you, you, you kept the ball, man. And yeah, yep. Isaiah played, he kept the ball. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. kept the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Keith Smart kept the ball. These guys right. did not throw the ball away like everybody else did. Right, yeah, definitely. Where Tennessee and the mother cats on their team, these new guards, young guards, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't be uh, James Harden. You right, just gotta yeah. play the game right, man. Definitely, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think Woody's going to hold them in because they got to start winning some big games now, man. You can't be playing. What's that team they just played a while ago? Mary, uh, Meriwether. Like, Who is that, man? <laughs> I don't know. You know better than me. Is it in Indiana? I, I never heard of them. <laughs> why, why are you playing Mary, man? Come right. on, man. Hey, they call it a money game. You just play them again. <laughs> That's what they call them, man. I know. <laughs> I don't even. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch that game or the Louisiana game and another one that they play Northern Illinois. Somebody, yeah. Like, See, hey, when you play like Notre Dame, you know you play Purdue, Butler, somebody yeah. like that, man. You play Illinois. Yeah. To Peoria, come on, man. Play somebody <laughs> that got they got some game, man. Right. Yeah. I, I understand how it goes. You know, you got you got to get that win percentage up. You know, yeah, drive up to eighty percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So when, yeah. when that process was going through, when you, when the process of hiring a new coach, did you reach out to Scott Dolson, the AD, and give him, oh, a, yeah. give him an idea of what you wanted? And uh, what did you say yes. to him? Yes. I, he, as a matter of fact, Scott Dolson had contacted me. He contacted Landon. I don't know, I don't know about Isaiah, but I'm pretty sure he did. He, mm. he did his homework. Right. And yep. he was asking me, he was asking me, now, this is this is what he said. He says, "Ray, um, g- give me your top five who you think would be a good coach at IU." And mm-hmm. I gave it to him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I said, and one of those those guys was Mike Woodson. Right. Okay. Mike Mike coached the pros. Right. And I told him this. I said, "Listen, man, Mike Woodson coached at New York. He coached at Detroit. He mm-hmm. coached at uh, uh, the Clippers yep. with uh, Doc Rivers." Mm-hmm. He has the experience, and in Atlanta, he was in Atlanta. Yep. So if you bring him there, you're going to. That's what I told him. I said you're going to get more brothers to come down there to Bloomington just to play for Mike because they want to go pro. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's what I told him. I said you need to get some culture down there in Bloomington again, bro. Yeah. I said Mike would be a great asset because Mike knows the game. He's in house. He knows the system. He knows how to win. He knows how to get the best out of his players. Yeah. And that I think that was my input as far as for Mike Woodson. I named some other guys, but now that Mike's there, I'm not going to name them other guys. But, right. hey, Mike was a great fit. Yeah, I thought it worked too. And, yeah. And, and he – I mean, I was always advocating for a player coach. I didn't care. I mean, a former player to coach. I didn't care. Right. I just didn't right. – I just didn't feel connected at that time because it just wasn't during Tom Crean's time, during Archie's time and during uh, 
Kelvin Sampson's time. He had Dan Dockage on the bench, but uh, I just didn't feel like uh, IU was it was a it was a bridge that was not connected. And I thought I always felt like it was a black cloud over Indiana basketball because of the way the Coach Knight thing was handled. And it's almost like you walk in a path and you think good things are supposed to happen to you, but you didn't live right in your path past. And then as you get to the 2002, you almost win it. And then you get there and, uh, you know, to the Sweet 16 and then you run into a zone. It's like always something that was happening. I was like, that ain't going to change until they, they write this wrong with Coach Knight. And then I think the heavens will open up, man. Did you have that same feeling? Yeah, yeah, man. When uh, when when like I like you said, you mentioned those those previous coaches, man. I just didn't feel the nostalgia. I didn't right. feel yep. like they were mm-hmm. an impactful coach. Right. Like say like a um, um, well, you know, Kentucky's coach, and he had some controversy, but you okay. know, that's, mm-hmm. that's another story. But mm-hmm. I think a coach with with, with like uh, like Mike Sheshewski. Yeah, yeah. Impact, you know, because you know he's a winner, man. He's proven that. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce Pearl, somebody like that who has the enthusiasm, who has that 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 wherewithal to to bring coaches, uh, bring players together, and mm-hmm. bring some coaches in. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you something funny, man. I I tell you I tell you what is going to really help IU in their recruitment mm-hmm. and with football too. When they get I-69-6, <laughs> <laughs> and we got to quit going down State Road 37, stopping every every three seconds at a light, man, by right. 30, 45 lights. Right. <laughs> and, uh, now that they, they added on to the football field, they added on to the, uh, you know, Smith, I guess how you, how you pronounce it, Smith, uh, yeah. Smith, uh, whatever their name is, man, yeah. Smith, I guess. Uh. <laughs> uh, but when, when Cook, I think when Cook passed away too, man, he he put a lot of dollars into the program. Right. We, everybody really appreciated Mr. Cook, Bill Cook, man. From right. Mm-hmm. Incorporated. Yeah. But when he left, when he left, and when Bobby left, man, I think that's when it kind of trickled down. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when you got the dollars to keep everything yeah. up at a higher level, you right. know, as far as respect from other teams, other programs. But when Knight left, when Cook left, and these other guys came in trying mm-hmm. to build it back up. They didn't have no success. Right. Uh-huh. Now, I think now, not just because it's Mike Woodson, because I know who Mike Woodson is. Right. Uh-huh. Mike is really putting his heart out there for these kids, man. I think these kids are now starting to buy into what he's trying to put out there. Because I saw some good things in that Syracuse game yep. that I didn't mm-hmm. see before with right. his previous coaches. You right. know, you understand what I'm saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Mike Mike knows it from a different perspective because he's played on a higher level than these other coaches has coached. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you played on a higher level and you can see things from a different perspective, right. Yeah. It makes it easier for the kids to understand where they have to be, where these other coaches didn't have that perspective, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's my take on it. Makes sense to me, man. Makes sense to yeah. me. And uh, the last part, man, I, well, you kind of talked about this earlier, man, and uh, about this current IU team. But there's a player, you know, Trace Jackson Davis, that I'm I'm kind of believing that he kind of just not seeing you play. I was only three years old when you won the title, so I can't really say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch, you know what I'm saying? So, But I kind of would believe that he had a similar game to yours, high motor, protect the basket a little bit, play hard. You know what I mean? The, you, you, he probably gets the ball more than you ever did. But yeah. some similarities. What would you, if you were on that staff, what would you do to help him take his game to where I know he's trying to get to that NBA level? 
That's a good question, man. I, I'm pretty sure Mike is working on that. But yeah. mm-hmm. I, I would get Trace Jackson to turn and face and look for his jump shot more. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he because he's he he's more comfortable on the block. But if he ever goes pro, he won't be on that block. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's got to learn how to to get a um, a 15 foot, 20 foot game outside the post, and he needs to learn how to go to his right hand. Right, yep. Mm-hmm. He's all left, man. Right. Mm-hmm. He's all left. Uh, even James Harden can go right. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So he's going to have to learn how to be more active uh, around the 15-foot area, 18-foot area, and be yeah. effective with the jump shot mm-hmm. and work on his free throws. Right, yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, blocking shots, the, the kid, he, he's like his dad, Dale Davis, man. Yeah. Dale was a monster right. defensively, rebounding, yeah. but Dale couldn't shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So if he can develop a jump shot, you know, I think he, I think the sky's the limit for him, man. You mm-hmm. know, if he if he grows about another inch or so, yeah, uh, he's getting stronger. Yep. He's going to be an impactful player. But if I was coaching him, man, I would really have him work on his mid range game. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, work on the post, work on some different moves from both sides of the block. Right. Step back, turnarounds, hook shots, jump hooks. Fadeaway jumpers, man. There's all there's about a hundred moves that you can make, man. Yeah. Kevin McHale can live on that block, but he didn't really have an outside jump shot, but he was 6'11. Right. Trace is about 6'9, you know. Definitely. Yeah. You got to be you got to be a little bit bigger to uh play in the pros, man. I'm glad he stayed an extra year because uh I would have said, Don't don't leave early, bro, because you ain't gonna make it right now. But right, now yeah. he has a better chance Absolutely. because he's starting to understand from a Professive, uh, uh, a, pro- a perspective from where Coach Woody can really help him harness his game to a higher level men- mentally. Okay, mm-hmm. physically, bro, he got the attributes, but mentally, yep. mm-hmm. he got to be more uh, precise. Yeah, so I, like I said, man, if I was coaching him, I have him ready. Uh, he got a motor, yep. but I, I have him doing some, some wonderful things on that court, bro. That's Absolutely. just me. That's how I play. You heard it from the great one, TJD, man. Take that constructive love. <laughs> put complete your game, man. That's 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 basically what he's saying, man. So mm-hmm. um what, what are you up to to finally, man? What you up to these days, man? What is what is Ray Tobert living out his dreams and what's in your what they call that your uh when you your, your box that you things that you want to do? Uh you know, go, list. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. What's on your well, box, my man? Well, what, what I want to do, man, as far as from a spiritual standpoint, I, I, I want to build a church. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want to build a new church from the ground up. My mom's been preaching for over 54 years. Uh, she, she doesn't want to give it up. So, <laughs> and, and I'm trying to take it to a whole different level, a whole different perspective. It's a whole new culture out there, man. I'm trying to reach the young people, trying to reach them. And uh, the old traditional ways, man, it's just not working anymore. But right. God doesn't change. We have to change with the times to, you know, as Paul says, when I'm in Rome, I do what the Romans do. Right. So I'm trying to do, trying to, trying to bring an impact for the young people to mm-hmm. let them know that there is somebody in between the, the generational gaps that can help you pull them in. So that's what I'm trying to do. I want to build a church. I, I want to build a, a facility where I can train kids. To, yeah. to, to improve their basketball skills. Mm-hmm. I, I can do camps. I can do individual workouts. 
that's my dream. That my right. bucket list was, was, is to build a new church with yeah. probably like a, a, a big gym with three courts on it, you know, yeah. like 12, 14 baskets, man. That's my yeah. dream, man. Yeah. And I impact the kids in the community. I mean, I know like what you're doing, man. I think you said something about you, the athletic director for Peoria Schools. Yeah, Peoria Public That's great, man. Yeah. You can have a great impact for these kids because mm -hmm. they know you, they know your name, they know yeah. you have, you play big at IU. Mm -hmm. And uh, Peoria needs people like yourself, just like mm -hmm. Anderson needs people like me. Right. Like so I, I commend you for what you're doing. If I had an impact like you have, mm -hmm. I think I can get a lot of things done, but I'm, you know, I'm praying about it. I, whatever the Lord has for me, man, Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of my daughter. My daughter, I, I, I wanted her to go to IU. She's six and one. Uh, she's a lefty, but she's at West Virginia Westland. She's a three-year okay. starter mm -hmm. at West Virginia Westland. Awesome. Uh, she, she's had a few nagging injuries that's kind of hampered her, but she's, she, she's a 20-point, 14-rebound person in the game, man. Wow. She's a monster. She she yeah. plays like a dad. Yeah, <laughs> after her pops, that's what that's what. Yeah, man. Love that man. Injuries can take their toll on you, man. So uh, yeah, I know. Now that she's home for a couple of weeks, she can rest up, and I can take her to the gym a couple of days and show her some things that we need to work on, like I like I would with uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> All that wisdom, man. Put keep keep pouring it into him, and that's the best we can yeah. do. Give it back to the community, give it back to the kids in the community, man. And and the, the best reward is to see them prosper at the end of right. the day. That's that's why I exactly. do it, man. And uh when is that book coming out and what's the name of it, man? Uh well, I, I, I've been thinking about it, man. It's, it's called the Ray Tober story, uh, from poverty to provision. Okay. Uh, and, and that that's pretty much what I'm working with right now. But I, that might change. Mm -hmm. But it's gonna be probably the Ray Tober story. Mm -hmm. Uh my 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 years with Bobby Knight. That yeah, definitely. Yeah. All, I've I've already talked to Isaiah. He's given mm -hmm. me permission to use our championship photo that we had. Uh -huh. uh, I could put it on the front page or the back page, but yeah, uh, I'm dope. gonna have Isaiah and Landon Turner on this because those two guys and, and uh, that three, mm -hmm. though we were more impactful as, as right. far as friendship and what we did. Mm -hmm. Kitchell, Whitman, Rizzo, all them other guys. They they're cool. Yeah, they're good people. But you know, you're looking at it from a different culture right. uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a whole lot of money in college, man. Oh, I, yeah, I, I didn't have no money in college. <laughs> None other of us. Guys, these other guys had money. I didn't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't have money. Landon didn't have no money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how it was. That's how you learn how to become a financial man planner. It was in college. You had to let that ten dollars stretch all week. You had Come to, on, man. That, what's that stuff they trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents? Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like, I became one of the best financial managers in it. Hey, man, I got to make this the 1500 they gave us to last for, for eight weeks. I got to yes, make sir. it. Yes, sir. That uh, per, diem, I, per diem back there wasn't no per diem, man. That was lunch money, man. That was lunch money, <laughs> man. Like, we was excited about getting the cabbage from Tim Garl, man. Come and on, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know I man. We'll be going on a long road trip. Yeah, <laughs> excited about that trip, man. Two game road trips. We're gonna get about forty dollars. Uh, that yeah. was like getting two hundred dollars back then, man. Come on, man. Watch <laughs> clothes and everything else with it. Absolutely, you know, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. But uh, man, thank you for joining, man, on the on the podcast, man. Players only. Uh, have fantastic stories. Every, all of our stories are similar. That's why I love listening to them because we say the same exact things, same right. exact really process of getting to Indiana. Same things happen when we were at Indiana, and yeah. uh, you know, and then after, and, and we all trying to have an impact 
in our own way uh, when we graduated and when we went pro and all those type of things. So, man, right. this was one of the more fun ones, man, because I enjoy hearing the stories. I know you, you know, you held back a little bit because you got to say something for the book. I understand. I, I held back a lot. <laughs> you kind of hold back for the book, but I appreciate that. I'm going to read the book. Can't wait till it come out, man. And uh, we love you, man. And thank you for being a part. I'm one, bro. Yeah, you being a leader. To get one. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for being a leader in this Indiana basketball family, man. One of the top pillars of the Indiana basketball family, Rachel. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate, appreciate you, it. man. Thank you. Keep doing your thing, man. I've been have a happy new year, Merry Christmas, and, and peace and blessings to your family, bro, and everybody that's still alive that's with us, man. Enjoy mm-hmm. them and love them, man. Appreciate them and tell them to wear a mask, bro. Stay safe. Gotcha. Same to you, man. Yes, hey, I will. <laughs>